Welcome back to another episode of Crosses and Graces. My name is Peter Holm, and I'm happy to have you here today as we talk about scandal. Now, before we get started, I want to make sure to thank Restoring the Faith for hosting us. Thank all of you guys out there for watching. If this video helps you in any way, shape, or form, please smash that like button. I appreciate all of the support. So does Mike. If there are any questions you have, please throw them out there in the comment section below. Ask them, and we'll be happy to answer. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, scandal. Why am I talking about scandal today? I'm going to bring scandal up because I personally am tired of seeing Catholics support other people in sin. There is love and then there's love. What do I mean? Well, let's go into some details here. All right. We have an obligation, you and I, to know our faith. We have an obligation to avoid sin. Therefore, we have an obligation to help others do the same. This is why Christ tells us that we are to correct our brothers when they fall into error. And the church ultimately supports us in this process. They're the ones who honestly lead. The Pope is the vicar of Christ, the bishops and the priests, all sacramental grace and education. And this is why we do the catechism and things like that. Helping others to learn the faith is why Paul tells us we're supposed to set a good example for our neighbors. This is 1 Corinthians 8, 10 through 13. We have to realize that other people out there, whether that's our family members, our siblings, our parents, our bosses, our employees, our co-workers, our friends, our children, are all looking at what goes on with the people around them. And sometimes they're looking at you and me to figure out the example of what do Catholics think? How do they live? And then they're going to base their behavior on what's acceptable from how we behave. And this means not only what we do and what we say, but how we react to the things that they do. It's up to us to show them what being Catholic means. And this means we not only love and comfort them in times where such support is warranted, but then most importantly here, getting back to the scandal thing and truly loving another person, it is our duty to show others and inform them about what they are not supposed to do, what they are supposed to avoid, and when they are wrong and walking that road to hell. And perhaps... You're right up with me until you're like, whoa, correcting people is hard. And if we go and we get critical of them, then are we really loving them and comforting them like Christ told us? Yes. Yes, we are. Again, Matthew 18, 15 to 17, Christ told us to correct our brothers in error. Why? Because we want them to go to heaven and not to hell. Our love is for the earth destination not for their feelings here and now because you and I know we have had feelings that are not in alignment with the teachings of God with the commandments that we have been given are expected to follow that should be enough to indicate to us maybe we probably need to step in when someone is going astray to help them stay on the path when we talk about scandal what does it mean it's the act of condoning implicitly or explicitly the sins of another. It means we're allowing them to sin and we're like, ah, okay, whatever, man. I mean, you be you or that's good. Yeah, keep going. Any of those things are scandal, whether it's implicit 
or we explicitly told them to keep sitting. The Catechism of the Catholic Church forbids scandal, labeling it a grave sin because we are supposed to know better as Catholics, and we're supposed to decry all sins, not only our sins, but the sins of others, because God should never be offended. This is the whole thing that he's trying to get through to us, is that he's number one, we're following him, and if that's the case, he doesn't like being offended. He doesn't like it whenever we tell him that he can go pound sand. That's bad in any circumstance, and we are not supposed to support it. So, would you correct another person even though their feelings are going to be hurt? Because if your friend goes to say, I don't know, beat somebody up and steal their car, and he tells you, hey, I'm going to go beat this guy up and steal his car, are you going to just going to go along and celebrate it and be like, yeah, man, do what you got to do. You be you. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I mean, if that's what you want to do, go for it. And then if they go through with it, and after they're done, he's like, I got it. I stole that car and that dude. I just beat the crap out of him. Are you going to be like, yeah, man, let's go. Let's go celebrate. This is awesome. Way to go. You, I'm happy. You're happy. I mean, I wouldn't do it, though. I mean, it's not really my thing. But yeah, I'll be there right with you to celebrate. Likely, the answer is no. Because it doesn't feel right. And it's uncomfortable. And this is because your conscience is forbidding it. Because the natural law forbids it because God himself forbids it. We're not looking at these problems from the perspective of the sinner who thought it was an advantageous thing to do to beat someone up and steal a car. We're looking at it from the standpoint of God and what he commanded and how to make God happy and pleased with things that we do. This is why when the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, if we keep them as the center focus of everything we do, all the rest of human actions fall into a whole different light because we're not concerned anymore about whether or not I feel good or whether another person feels good about the the fact that they did something, whatever that something may be. The thing I want you all to consider as you watch this video and learn this bit about scandal is you need to realize and come to the conclusion that there is a decent chance based on how bad the world is at this very moment that you out there, yes, you with all your imperfections, like I have imperfections and every Catholic has our imperfections, but there's a chance that you or me or one of your fellow parishioners, anyone who would watch this video right now, there is a chance That despite all of your faults, God is giving you the grace with the expectation that you are the only barrier between another soul in your presence, one of your associates, you're the only barrier between that person and hell. You. Because Christ said, I need you to go out there and make disciples of all nations. I need you to follow all my commandments. I need you to correct other men in error so that they may have a hope at salvation because well, are all of our priests and all of our bishops and our Pope doing everything possible to ensure people don't err? No. I would love it if they did, but they're not. And here you are sitting in a position where you may be the guy, the gal, and that's it. This is all the hope this other person may have. Not only are we to pray for all these people, but we need to set a good example. And when we see them fall out of line and do something that is utterly egregiously against the commandments of God, whether that's cursing or whether that's stealing or whether it's looking toward adultery or any of the other types of sins that are out there, are you ready to step in the way to slow this down? Okay. 
And as much as everyone says, well, we all need to be brotherly love. We all need to stay together and we need to be supportive and help others out. Let's look at what John says, because this is really important. Whoever revolts and continues not in the doctrine of Christ has not God. He that continues in the doctrine, the same has both the Father and the Son. And if any man come to you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, nor say to him, God speed you. For he that saith unto him, God speed you, communicates with his wicked works. Now the quote you're looking at on your screen, I've put in brackets the Christian implication of this statement. But the point being, you and I do not have the luxury to condone people who not only are sinning, but have gone further into either full heresy or apostasy, denying the truths of God, his power, his religion that he gave to us, his role. When they deny it, if you go party to that, you fall out. You are now in violation of the law because you allowed them to do things that were contrary to God's commandments. He doesn't support that. So the question is, is will you either support God and defend him, defend his glory, glorify him by preventing people or discouraging them from sin, or instead are you going to condone and scandalize yourself and others through their sins as they offend God? Are you going to get out of the way and let them just dive into the fiery abyss of hell for all eternity, displaying a hatred for God and men? Or instead, are you going to get in their way, impede their sinful course, prevent their fall, and help them get back to the church, her sacraments, and the grace of God? Because when I said love versus love, there are multiple words for love. Eros is the one that most people use. I just love this food. I just love this little puppy. I just love, I just love, I just love. Versus, I love my wife so much that if something happened bad enough and I was the only way, my life was what it took to defend her so that she remains alive and has hope at salvation, I love her enough that I'll lay down my life for that. I love my children enough that I will do that. I love my country enough that I will lay down my life that it may get corrected onto the course of God in the same way that Christ loved the church enough where he gave himself for her, that he loved each one of us enough that he sacrificed himself on a cross for us. So there's love, the selfish feeling eros, the Greek word love for myself and how I feel versus Caritas, love for others, sacrificial love where I would give myself everything I have for the glory of God out of that love for their well-being. It's two separate things. I'm talking about charity, faith, hope, and charity that we get from God. If we ask him, we have the capacity to give ourselves in the same way Christ gave himself on the cross. This is what we can do with the grace of God if we accept it you have a choice as to whether or not you're going to go in line with God or not. Do you want to love God enough and men to work toward the salvation of men wherever we can? Or do we hate God and men in a way where we say, ah, I'm just going to be comfortable and I don't want to go and cause a stir and I'd rather have consensus here. I don't need to start a fight. You got to choose because unfortunately, the more things we do in a world that's fallen with people who don't like God, they're going to get angry whenever we correct them. But the problem is, is that's the right way. And it's hard and it hurts and it leads to persecution. Say, I don't know, crucifixions, martyrdom, right? 
or you go the other way, which sure, it's comfortable up until that last moment of death, perhaps, because there's still a chance the people you, that you help and allow and scandalize may ultimately harm you physically or whatever. We don't know what their outcome is, but you could die peacefully. But the thing is, is that will your eternity be peaceful? What do you want? It's about eternity. That's the question here. So which side will you be on? Will you bear your cross? It hurts, persecuted, whatever, to correct people and stay out of scandal. Or you can go the other way, the bad way, where you allow people to sin around you and you're like, yeah, it's whatever. I don't really care. It's fine. To each his own. It's your choice. So as I've said always, we go all in. And yes, this hurts and it's hard. I have trouble with it. All Catholics have trouble with it. Everyone trying to go and live by Christ, we still have trouble with it. Prudence, dictating, et cetera, et cetera. We still have to go and get involved. We still have to go and curb bad behaviors of others. And there's the failure, the weak way, where we weasel out of it and we decide we're not going to help anyone to correct themselves and we allow everyone around us to go to hell because we're not even going to speak up. So choose, but all into this as best you can with all the sacramental grace, go to masses, get everything you can, get it all sorted out, get all the education you can and help and guide and correct or don't. Are you with me? I'm here. This is where I'm going is to try to correct as many people as possible, help you out, educate, build this up in a way where we can follow Christ the King, use his grace and bring others into his fold and glorify him for eternity, ideally past this short life in this corrupted world into eternity forever. Like, that sounds good. It sounds good to me. This is why I'm bringing it to you. And hopefully it's helpful to you if there are questions here. Throw them at me. Because our goal right now is that Christ gave us the best gift ever, his sacrifice on the cross to help correct us and take us away from the abyss so we would not burn in hell forever. We can do the same and help other people. Are you with me? If so, make sure to share the video. Smash that like button. I appreciate all of the support you guys are giving me. Throw me comments and uh, thank Mike when you get a chance. Uh, restoring the faith, awesome. Appreciate being hosted. And as always, like I appreciate you watching. Bring others, share it. Yay. All right. May God bless us and the Virgin protect us. And as always, St. Joseph, pray for us. All right. Thanks. Have a good one.